How's your gumbo? A tragedy. Ladies and gentlemen, this is an auspicious day. What a day! What a fabulous day! It is, in fact, a red letter day. Today marks the dawning of a new episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. A constant barrage of eye-opening conspiracies and ad-libbed innuendo. Featuring Parker. If the place you don't succeed, keep on sucking till you do succeed. <laughs> and Chris. On the streets, he's known as a jackass. Two premier content creators promoting the healthiest brand integrity in the world. Tell them what they've won, Spider. The way I see it, this should be a very dynamite show. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. My name is Yakko. With me, as always, is Wacko and Dot. And we just watched Hard Target. Uh, wait, sorry, that was a French production from Belgium. It, we, it's called Hard Target in the US of A, and it's directed by John Woo. It stars, well, Jean Claude Van Damme, but mostly Yancey Butler's eyes. And Anthony Vosloo, and who was the bad guy in that one? You guys help me out here? Lance, Lance Henriksen. Henriksen. Piece of garbage. I'm sorry. <laughs> I hope he has all of his uh, bicycling medal stripped from him. I so, hate you. <laughs> I hate this show. Uh, this is one that Alex, the, the good Alex, the one we actually like because she's a girl. Uh, yep. She's, she's uh, the one who what? basically recommended this gave hard target a soft recommendation because it's in her top five movies alex how many times have you watched this now baker's dozen Ooh, there we go uh and parker is this your first time seeing it or is it like a refresher uh first time start to finish and not on tnt that i think that makes a significant difference i mean i've owned it for many years but (laughs) dude i i own all dogs go to heaven so First of all, how dare you? The, the mm. compare, I don't like all dogs out of heaven. I'm going to tell you that. Second right now. of all, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so before we get into the nitty gritty, we're going to actually shuffle things up here. We're going to do the "What Have You Watched Recently" segment along with the news segment. Uh, Parker, first, we'll do it like this. First, you tell me a movie you've watched. I'll tell you a movie you've watched, and then you put in uh, a news item for me. Does that sound good? Sure, buddy. Oh, Alex, uh, d- have you watched anything recently? No. Okay, that, right, that, it works out for us. We, we'll have a little thing going. Just, just listen to the men talk for once. Jesus. Time for some guy okay. chat around the yeah. fireplace. <laughs> oh my Step gosh, my I'm listening. Cave. All right, there we go. Uh, so, Parker, what have you watched recently? I watched a movie you referenced recently called Murder Party. Oh, how'd you like it? It's fine. Yeah, like, fine's about the way I remembered it. Like, there's hundreds of movies where it's a director's first movie, and they very clearly got all their friends together, like, hey, let's make this. And it's better than just about all of them. That's good. But I'll, I'll probably never watch it again, though. But, oh, you know, well. it's fine. That's about what I thought. I can't find it online. If I can't find it online, it basically doesn't exist. I watched it at it's, a friend's house one time. I thought it was pretty good. It's streaming on Shudder for a reason. Oh, well, there you go. I watched a 1973 Japanese movie called Lady Snowblood. And it's not quite a samurai movie, but it kind of takes place during, like, the Edo Dynasty. Anyway, it's... I know you guys have both seen Kill Bill. I gotta tell you something. Kill Bill sucks. Lady Snowblood is where it's at. This is, like, the original one. It's got blood spurting out of hoses for people's bodies. And she's... This girl's really good with a sword. And it's a tale of revenge. And it's actually a pretty good story. It jumps around temporally, and it plays around with space and colors really well. So I highly recommend. I highly recommend Lady Snowblood. Well, I have a recommendation for you, Chris. Mm-hmm. 
about a little project coming your way soon. And we have a star attached. Good. Yeah, I, I love stars. Joaquin Phoenix. You know Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, from Signs. Is in talks to play the Joker in DC's Joker origin movie. That's not a part of the DCEU. Boy, if you could see the way my smile just faded. Speaking of smiles, we get to find the origin of his smile. Isn't that cool? No. Hey, so you know how, like, Joker's entire existence is, like, as a yin and yang to Batman? Sort of. I I always kind of thought it was, like, it changes every time, and it's like, there's no real clear-cut thing, you know? But what if we didn't have any of that, and it was very clear-cut, and probably super good? I, I would be upset. Like, so, every single time we figure out more about the Joker, it kind of takes away from it. You should be mysterious, you know? Yeah, but what if Scorsese executive produced a Joker movie starring I guess we Phoenix, have no choice. Directed by the guy who made the Hangover movies. <laughs> Buddy. Man. <laughs> Alright. Why do you so, sound upset? So exciting. Okay, uh, Parker, what else have you watched? The only other movie I watched, I finished about 20 minutes before we started recording. Oh, which is a new-to-Netflix horror movie called The Ritual. I'm not going to say much about it, but I'm going to tell you, you need to watch it. Okay, As someone who loved The Blair Witch Project as much as you do, you definitely need to watch it. Okay, I will watch The Ritual uh, when I get a chance. It's the Blair Witch sequel we should have gotten with my favorite creature design in like the last decade, easy. Ooh, Ooh, that sounds exciting. really, 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 really good. I don't I, want to say anything else. I actually will give it a chance. Speaking of giving things a chance, uh, no. I had a little bit of time today after I finished Lady Snow Blood, and I was like, should I watch The Killing Fields? Should I watch Dune? Should I watch Soldier? And <laughs> instead, I found, and I'm not kidding here, a four and a half hour 1922 black and white silent German movie. And it's directed by Fritz Lang, and it's actually pretty good. It's it's uh, called Dr. Mabuse the Gambler, or in German, Dr. Mabuse der Spieler, and, which Spieler is a word that can mean gambler or actor or uh, player or something like that. And, or it could even mean doctor, I think, or puppeteer or something. And he plays all three roles, basically, throughout this. He's pretty much cinema's first supervillain. The first scene's 20 minutes long. You could put it in, like, today's cinema, and people would still be really entertained by it. It's a very good movie, and it really uses all four and a half hours really well. So I highly recommend classing it up and watching this one. Yeah, I'll get right on that. Alex, is he always like this? Um, yeah, kind of. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> Chris Yes Buddy mm-hmm. We're gonna do something I like to call a question sandwich See I'm gonna ask you a question Yeah I'm gonna deliver you a series of unrelated facts Then I'm gonna ask you that question again Is that okay buddy? <laughs> yeah sure <laughs> So Chris How are you feeling right now? Uh, I'm feeling good I just woke up I have a little mug of water And I haven't checked uh, Whether Trump's made any tweets yet So I'm in a pretty good state of mind that's good. That's what I wanted to hear. Yeah. Now, we just talked a little DC news, right? Mm-hmm. I know you're not a big fan of really any of their properties except Dark Knight Rises, which is one of your favorite movies of all time. Yes, thanks for reminding me. But when and it comes to audience. DC, you're very fond of a character named Lobo, are you not? I am. I keep saying they should make a movie based off him. Well, Warner Brothers and DC are eyeing Michael Bay to direct wait, Lobo wait, as their answer wait, to Deadpool. What? Wait, wait, wait. I, uh, I, hey, Chris. Uh, how are you feeling right now? Uh, le- kind of feel like someone just kicked me across the chops like Jean-Claude Van Damme. 
Now, when you watch Transformers 5 in theaters, because I made you, I want you to just travel back to that experience and imagine taking that and going, you know what? This guy will be our answer to Deadpool. Because if Warner Brothers will do one thing, it's that they will always, no matter what, take the wrong lesson from some of the studio's success. Yeah, yeah. you know what? If you were to actually do a Lobo movie, why not just make it animated? I mean, why do that when you could... Originally, they wanted to spend like $200 million on it. And everyone was like, no, you're fucking not. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's basically already done a couple animated movies with those Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies. So, when Mark Wahlberg is announced as Lobo, no, no, do, I, I need, do I need to <laughs> medevac you out of there? I... <laughs> Man, that's the thing. That's like the only person I can think of right now to play that role would be The Rock. And they already fucked up. Hey, maybe Jason Momoa. Nope, already fucked that up. Good job. Oh, fantastic. Uh, okay. I hope it's Shia LaBeouf. Well, it's... Uh, <laughs> That'd be incredible. Fuck you. <laughs> it's gonna be Megan Fox and you know it. <laughs> so, now it's time for me to sort of reverse things on you. Because I have a piece of news. Do it, coward. Okay, Okay. so there's this website I like to visit. It's called Barstool. Maybe you've heard of it. And uh, they have a guy there, a really small, skinny guy named Robbie Fox, a.k.a. Robbie, you know, wait, something or other. I don't know. Robbie Fox is what we're going to call him. And he mostly covers, like, the UFC, MMA, stuff like that. He's really passionate about it. Apparently he's, you know, uh, pretty well respected in those circles. And he's also into nerd shit. He really likes Star Wars. He really likes, you know, cape shit. So, I know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking love Star Wars. Yeah. I understand anyway. those properties. Yeah, so, uh, oh, that's it's more than understanding. God, I love, cons- it's living, it's consuming. Yeah. <laughs> Lining the shelves of your empty, barren soul. So, unfortunately now, he's pretty much their movie guy, so I guess he saw your horror movie calendar and released one of his own, except it's not about horror movies, it's just about, these are the movies you should be excited for, and it's pretty much just like Star Wars and like these cape shit movies, Avengers, Infinity War, or whatever, and it's all this stuff, and you know the real problem with it is he's excited for every single movie that he's doing. (laughs) He thinks they're all going to be good, and I, I realize this guy is like kind of like the opposite of what we do here it's not that not i'm not saying that we complain about everything or that we're cynical about everything although we are it's just that he's just he expects the best out of everything he's a real optimist about the future whereas we're just like this movie is going to be the drizzling shits and i will see you first in line i can't imagine following mma for a living and being optimistic (laughs) yeah i just watched these people just beat childhood memories out of each other but I think Solo's going to turn it around the second time they film it. He Well, to his credit, he did say that Solo is not in his top ten most anticipated movies. Shocking. Uh, my friends at work, who are both hardcore Star Wars nerds who defended Rogue One, said... Uh, sitting that, right here. Said that, for, <laughs> uh, said that they are not even excited for episode nine. They're like, thanks a lot, Disney. You made me not excited for a Star Wars movie. Too many women. I agree. Tell yeah. your friends they're right. Yeah, Alex, <laughs> did you know that there is uh, a... A men's only cut of Star Wars Episode Eight, where they cut out all the women who are just ruining that movie. Oh yeah, of course. Because I, I have to say, the worst part of that movie long. was was uh, was Daisy Ridley actually doing something interesting. We should, <laughs> we should cover that movie. We should absolutely do an episode on that. <laughs> 
<laughs> Can you imagine if they made one of those for Mad Max Fury Road? I'm pretty sure we've made that joke before, but still. <laughs> be our first premium episode where every time Alex tries to say something, we go, shh, movie's on. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, I'm trying to watch. <laughs> all right, any other news? Oh, but you know how, like, China, like, completely took the black dude out of all the posters what if in all of the scenes they just like <laughs> censor her so that asian girl's just standing in the casino plane and she's just a giant blur while they run from some prequel ass monsters oh man are they gonna do that with black panther <sighs> oh no <laughs> what's the poster over there it's just andy circus and his robot arm <laughs> oh, would you be surprised not even a little bit. Oh, Pacific no. Rim 2, hoping to make its money back in China with a black lead. Well, enjoy yeah. your bankruptcy, I guess. <laughs> so much for that. Yeah. Uh, what other news you got? Buddy. Friend. Well, here's a little tidbit. Did you know that the Cloverfield Paradox started filming before they figured out how to tie it into Cloverfield? Uh, I'm not at all shocked. That explains a lot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Because it really felt like they had their script. They're like, all right, so, JJ, we've got, like, these... We've seen 15 uh, spooky space movies. And, uh, you know, we need to tie these in. What, you're, oh, shit, he said he has to go do Star Wars again. Well, I guess just throw them in there. Just throw <laughs> everyone in there and then put a monster at the end. Whatever. Yeah. That movie is very not good. But I'm still going to watch it at some point. <laughs> you know how the thing with genre fans is? Like, every movie from 30 years ago ends up being, like, a classic somehow, no matter how bad it is. Yeah. That's what Cloverfield Paradox is, except it wasn't released in 1986. And it will not become a classic. It, Dude, five years from now, you're going to read so many think pieces about how it's actually underrated. And how it was the best of the Cloverfield trilogy. And here I was going to say it was the Carnosaur of Netflix. <laughs> hey, Alex, do you have any news? Oh, not really. Here's I'm some news. Here Watch Good Girls talk. Revolt. So, Parker, uh, anything else? <laughs> is that like Pretty Little Liars? Because, yeah, I'll tune into that. Oh, yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs> you know what? I do love TV. Chris, do you like TV? Oh. Do you like Child's Play? Mm, not really. Guess what, motherfucker? Oh. What? Child's Play TV series. Whoa, Two bad things that go no. worse together. Oh, oh, goodness. Do they have Brad Dorf? They sure do. Mm. Is that the dwarf who's in it? I feel like there are two dwarfs. It's not Steven Dorf. We're not talking about Blade unless you want to. In which case, I will take a drink, sit back down, and we will start over. <laughs> that movie Man. starts with a vampire fight and a blood rave. I will talk about Blade anytime you want. So, in the original Child's Play, did you know that the cop who's looking for him, that's Prince Humperdinck from, Prince, uh, from Princess Bride? The things that you know from these movies you will never watch again. They yeah. never cease to amaze me. <laughs> I didn't even like Child's Play that much. Well, you're not going to like the other six when I make you watch them this Halloween either, buddy. No, I think I watched... I think I watched... It was either the second one or the third one. And the second one, whatever it was, the climax was really brutal. Yeah, second one's good as hell. The third one is hot garbage. Is that where he goes to the army? <laughs> it sure is. Fucking oh, movie. God. That movie's dog shit. Oh, Boy, that I can... movie terrified me when I was six. <laughs> Child's Play 3? Uh, I, I hear three S's. Oh. Child's Play yes. coming this October, everyone. Oh, oh no. <laughs> That's recorded for history. Can't oh, delete boy. that. Okay, so are uh, are we ready to talk about Hard Target? Yeah. I'm never more ready to talk about anything in my life. Okay, so uh, 
for clarity's sake, Alex and I watched this together. This will be helpful for us because we might be talking about each other's reactions or Alex telling me, wait, 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 look, check this out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you so can't miss this... the good stuff. Alex, uh, you haven't spoken yeah. in a while because God has just, I mean, because we were <laughs> busy. So uh, how about you tell us how the movie starts off? How the movie starts off? It's okay. all Red She's Shoe Diaries sacks. Parker, it's tell fantastic. her how the movie starts off. <laughs> yeah, I kind of like what you said, but I think I can do it better. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, it's really Chris. Red Shoes Diary, right? Yeah, that's a good one. Right <laughs> oh, I feel so amplified right now. Yeah, oh, that's the best feeling in the world. I love being amplified. <laughs> uh, okay, but Alex, go ahead and tell me how the movie starts off. That little opening bit. I'm going to amplify myself here for a bit. You mean the. Um, Let's hear my jean zipper the... right now. Wow. <laughs> The uh, sexy, dramatic sax following a uh, scruffy-looking homeless man running through what is clearly a set of the French district. You be nice to the screenwriter. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was the he was the screen the screenplay guy. Okay, so or, the or nerd just the, or just the general writer of the to, to yes. have this guy get I guess shot like twelve times or whatever and still <laughs> no, keep on yeah. moving and then finally harpoon to death and then to show me that he's wearing dog tags. Look at this butterball with a little beard on him. You're telling me this guy was special forces? Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's not like, you know, people go into special forces and they do, like, horrible things overseas and see terrible things, and then we just discard them like trash. This movie is clearly a fantasy. Yeah, well, that's the thing, is that we realize later on, and I guess I'm kind of jumping forward here, is that the just point of the touch. movie is that the bad guy is taking people who are in the military and basically kind of turning it into the running man but without the tv cameras so not sure how he makes his money off this and uh he has other rich people hunt them down and that's kind of uh that's kind of his deal so he i mean the reason he sets it up is that like these people should be like ex special forces and be like oh so it's like a really challenging hunt because if you just give like ten thousand dollars to joe schmo like me and say oh go to the river i'll be like what river and by that point i have a harpoon in my neck i will outwit you <laughs> As a gamer, <laughs> who studied the blade, <laughs> you will not catch me. You get laid, I have the blade. Exactly. So <laughs> When you were out there talking to girls and going to parties, studied the blade. My girlfriend was Cortana, and she sharpened my instinct. Oh, While you were drinking beer, I studied the blockchain. So, uh, <laughs> Alex, what happens right after this great opening set piece? Um, oh, you mean after the part where he gets where he gets shot and then they close his eyes with the guy's boot? Yeah, he rubs <laughs> his that boot makes, over his face. That makes so much sense. <laughs> <laughs> well, then then we have then we have sexy Yancey Butler driving across a bridge on her in in her blue topless Camaro that is. Someone say topless. Than... Sorry, my uh, ears perked up. <laughs> Uh, you that said sexy Yancey dick. Butler. Is sexy really... You mean 90s sexy, not real sexy. Mom jeans sexy, dude. Yeah. <laughs> that frightened deer driving that car was beautiful. <laughs> uh, yeah, Alex pointed this out to me while watching. Yancey Butler looks terrified for the entire movie. Here's the deal, Miss Butler. This $10,000 money belt will be yours if you make it to the end of this shoot. <laughs> John so Claude I can Will only imagine what it was like for her off camera. On, on the one hand, you have John Woo yelling at her in something that resembles English, or you have uh, uh, Jean Claude Van Damme yelling at her while the cameras are rolling in something that resembles English. 
Or Anthony yeah. Vosloo just like doing the the Stanley Kubrick stare at her. <laughs> yeah, the, the trivia said like John Woo barely spoke English. So you're getting directions from a guy who can't speak the language and acting across a Belgian man doing a Cajun accent. <laughs> Blow my fucking brains out. Yeah, so Yeah, that like that actually never never occurred to me. I now feel kind of bad for her. <laughs> she's just she terrified, like, is he gonna kick me in the face? Even there were scenes where she knows she's okay, she's still scared. If they, like, if someone flashes a camera, it's like, get out, the camera flashes, just makes him freak out and he spit kicks her. <laughs> okay, so she's looking for her father uh, and apparently she's got a lot of money and she must have made it up in Michigan. Uh, good eye by Alex. She knows that she has Michigan plates. How did Yancey Butler make yes. all her money? That makes so much sense. Fucking no answers? Are you asking okay, me for great. plot details yeah, so. from Hard Target? Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Uh, anyway, he starts so with she's... Lane Henriksen hunting someone for sport. I don't have plot <laughs> details. Yeah. Uh, oh, by the way, in this in this movie, Lance Henriksen plays. I'm pretty sure Beelzebub because yeah, uh, he is Satan. Yeah, he's he's actually evil. Not just because oh, it's bad to hunt homeless people for sport. Because if it was so bad, then why am I doing it? But then it, it's the way that he acts. He very much reminds me of uh, of the villain in the first Spider Man movie. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Look, the way he hate fucks that piano later. Oh, the, one of the oh. most unsettling it's things so I've ever good. seen. I we'll talk about that when we get to it. But uh, so <laughs> she's looking around, looking around, can't find Papa, and uh, she goes to a, I guess a homeless outside, not quite shelter. It's pretty much I think the same sort of like homeless commune that they lived in, and they live. <laughs> That's a good call, actually. Yeah, it is. Um, and uh, she's like, oh, can't find. Him. Oh, it turns out. He was hopeless. I was like, okay, yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, do you love that that panning shot of all of the uh, of all the sad homeless people faces as the guy describes how uh, how society leaves them behind? <laughs> yeah, acting like all homeless people are so upset. You know what? Some of us overt have a bad social too the commentary, class. Chris. Yeah. So, <laughs> that, hey, you know, this movie has a message. <laughs> <laughs> and the message is, I have to help you find your papa. <laughs> Yeah, by the way, yes, uh, Parker, you're going to have to take uh, the lead yeah. on all of the uh, on all of the accents for Sean Claude Van Damme because I cannot do them. Does everyone oh. call him her daddy? Every <laughs> single person. <laughs> we got to help her find her daddy. Excuse me. <laughs> this is. The, I'm already. I'm, I'm going back to teaching young girls. They like, keep talking about their daddy. I'm just like, oh, please don't say. You know, my I daddy wrote punished down the me words today. Halloween three a whole lot in this first half hour. <laughs> Hi, okay. hi, old man. Help me find my missing dad, who was not <laughs> murdered by monsters. So she's in a bar, and so is the man, the myth, the pseudo Frenchman himself, Jean Claude Van Damme. Uh, and he's got this. Uh, the way uh, Alex described it was a ramen haired bullet. <laughs> <laughs> and he's only got a couple of nickels and stuff like that to pay for his coffee. And he's still insulting oh, the no. food in the establishment. So nice yeah. shot there, guy. How's your gumbo? A tragedy. <laughs> should that have been the opening line? I feel that it should have been the opening line. <laughs> it's his opening line. That's all that matters. Yeah, that, that's when the movie begins proper. With the screen rag getting killed, us, ah, he deserved it. So this guy. <laughs> this is where the movie actually starts. So then we have, like, it's pretty much just like, okay, we need a good scene to establish that this guy kicks ass. Don't fuck with him. And so that girl immediately gets accosted outside her blue car, which is now, you know completely shitty 
And <laughs> oh, what he does to these poor saps. So many slow motion spin kicks. <laughs> while that, wearing that duster. That's a whole lot of spin kicks. And uh, I, I just loved it. He also... I think partly destroys her car because he's just kind of like kicking their ass onto the car. <laughs> and no they're, they're all just they're all just really really dusty because apparently New Orleans is just super dusty for some reason. Uh, it is. That's my good friend Cam. So. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Anyway, she realizes, hey, this guy kind of kicks ass, then. I'm pretty sure she leaves without saying thank you. Then she goes to the police station and she meets. Guys, give me a name. I can't just say the black girl. So, uh, dug your own grave, buddy. Yeah. So she goes up to her as like, "Hey, I need help find my fucking father." And she's like, "Okay, look, did you did you file a missing report? Yeah, I'm doing it right now. Help me out, idiot." And just like, "Look, okay, you're you're missing you're missing the best part of that." No, I'm about I'm about to get to it. And she's just like, Ah. she's just shitting on this person. She's like, "Okay, thanks a lot, detective." It's just like, could you just like she just pulled a double? Could you be like nice to her? Uh, Alex, talk about the cake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's. It looks like a Yancy. giant cinnamon roll. First of all, <laughs> I her uh, Yancy's name Yancy's name in the movie is actually Nat, but that's a stupid name. We're gonna so, call her Yancy. Yancy Yancy is approaching this black female officer empowerment empowerment. Yeah. Um, is approaching this black female officer, and this black female officer is holding a cake with a tiny, sad little birthday candle on it, and she's got her eyes closed, and she's about to make a wish. And Yancey interrupts her to talk about her missing father. God damn it, woman. She was about to make a wish to make your pasty ass disappear. I hope some white woman comes in and gets me executed by the mummy. <laughs> <laughs> so she has really appropriate conflict resolution. She decides to put the still lit candle in the still, <laughs> like, glazed... I'm going to call it for what it is. That was a cinnamon roll. Into her bottom <laughs> drawer. And then she has this complete conversation. And then she pulls it out. And now her, like, thing is smoking. And all the documents in there are probably unusable. <laughs> Great going, Black... Uh, Sheriff. Uh-oh. Uh... Great yeah. going black, homina, homina. I'd like to apologize <laughs> on behalf of everyone on the show and on the terrible board I'm at. Uh, <laughs> so she's like, okay, you should probably uh, find someone safe to show you around. And I'm, I'm so shocked that Yancy Bully did just give her the figure. Yancy Bully is really obnoxious to this uh, to this black lady when she first meets her. Just thinks a lot, detective. It's like, fuck Shelly you. Gets- Eight lines of dialogue, so she has to make him count. Yeah, I guess. So no, she. This is my movie now. Yeah, she. Yeah, she. <laughs> <laughs> she somehow finds. Uh, uh, she somehow finds Jean Claude Van Damme. Sorry, should, should I call him Chance? You have to say the whole thing like a tribe called yeah. Quest. You have to say Chance Boudreaux. Chance Boudreaux. <laughs> Chance Boudreaux is trying to film on the waterfront here, and it's just not working out for him because uh, he owes two hundred seventeen dollars. There's that. I have to admit that scene goes on a little bit too long. It's just well, like I'm oh, want to deal in for two hundred seventeen dollars. Like, I want to get on the ship, and he's like, "Look, you need two hundred seventeen dollars. What if I got two hundred seventeen dollars? Then I'll let you on the ship." And I'm just like, "Cut!" Should have been somewhere in there. Uh, and he's like, "I will help you find your papa <laughs> if you pay me two hundred seventeen dollars." And she was offering to pay him a hundred dollars a day, and this takes place over the space of. Oh, I think it's only about two days. Mark. I think he it's, made out with really a seventeen dollar like profit here. 
<laughs> it's yeah, it's really like two days. <laughs> yeah, so smart man, he was master negotiator. I wish he was doing uh, player personnel for the New England Patriots. Who you know, if they had just caught that ball in the Super Bowl, th- sorry. You know, football yeah. is just a game of chance, Boudreaux, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, so they're looking around. Where's the first place they go, Alex? Um, they go to a mission to find the to find his uh, his shopping cart. And what is the mission, uh, Big Boss? <laughs> what? <laughs> It's, it's from. I have no idea what its fucking name is. <laughs> from Metal Gear. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yo, Chris, you uh, said she was a gamer. What the fuck? Did you lie to get her? I thought she played games. Uh, so Alex, he goes to the <laughs> mission, and then what's Mega Man? <laughs> Pop quiz, uh, hot shot. Yeah, what's going on? What's oh, your achievement score? Got awful, got awful quiet over here. You, you, come on, tell me what your favorite Pokemon is. I'm not going to amplify really? this heresy any longer. Yeah, okay. Oh uh, we're going to give this one to a qualified gamer. What happens next, Parker? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry. She's doing a really good job. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> no, really. We're not disappointed at all. Come on. No, it's fine. Just take your one shot to represent yeah, it's, all it's women. It's great. I'm totally so glad you <laughs> microphone just because we're completely off the rails now. Come on. <laughs> I'm laughing. <laughs> Let me laugh, goddamn the laugh track. All right. <laughs> I'm not going to cut any of this. Oh out. god. Why would they, you? <laughs> his shopping cart has a has a fresh, brand new, beautiful attaché case in it. Oh yeah, and similar th- to the one the you carry sh- in Resident Evil Four. Yeah, this anyway. movie is a hard R for a hard. She Google that. She doesn't know that. She yeah, Google that. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> so she's anyway, quiet for so long. She's the, buying time. The the that attaché case is the only shot we ever get of titties in this movie, which. Minor disappointment, and it's wait. And we do. There's on paper. T- oh yeah. There's yeah. yeah. See Sorry. Wilford Brimley yeah. a lot. Well, he he tennis. doesn't even have a shred of cleavage. He I, is all long johns all the time. Well, we'll get to Close criticism enough. later on, Alex. Jeez, don't worry so, about the for me. They trace the uh, the titty poster back to uh, <laughs> I guess Ron Jeremy trying to do a straight role in a movie, and <laughs> oh my goodness, this fat bald man with a mustache. I, I I think he was one of my low-key favorite characters in the movie. <laughs> he gets tortured like four times. I know. That's I think that's why I like him so much. His it's first just... scene is Vosloo standing there looking like the devil. You're like, wakey, wakey, fat fuck. <laughs> so I, good. Alex had the best one where she, as soon as you see Vosloo, he is legit doing the Kubrick stare. And she's <laughs> like, just like... She's like, can you tell who the bad guy in this movie is? <laughs> it was more of a I wonder who the bad guy is moment than Michael Shannon's introduction in The Shape of Water. I'm Bob <laughs> Evil's brother, Kevin. <laughs> I have to admit, the first time I saw him, I was like, wait, that is like a way, a somehow wimpier Glenn Shaddix. <laughs> By the way, Sean Claude Van Damme is a treasure, and I will not argue that. For this movie was 90 minutes of Henriksen and Vosloo. Even oh, better movie? Now no. you just say them that. being two literal monsters in human skin finding homeless people. They were so precious. Murder. So two so things good. about that. One, they were trying to make like a spin-off like sequel where it's just those two. 
take my fucking money. What are we I know. doing? Oh they can God. still do it. Yeah. <laughs> Lance Henderson's like 97, but it's fine. Yeah. The the other thing about it is that in John Woo's original cut, the movie went, went a little over two hours, and it focused a lot more on Vosloo and Henriksen. And then uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme saw it's like, people are not paying money for this. And he took it into the editing room, and he personally edited it with his personal editor, and said, is Jean-Claude Van Damme now? And the people want to see me haggle for boat. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... <laughs> So that scene plays out. It plays out very well as I'm looking for her daddy. <laughs> and, uh, Let us go find your papa. And he doesn't give him a whole lot of information, so credit for him, but he still gets his ass kicked by Henriksen and Vosloo. Cut <laughs> this fucking earlobe off. <laughs> for no reason. Yeah, it was, uh, it was awfully mean. And we get that great shot later where he goes to pick up the phone and slams it into his cut ear and drops it. Yes. <laughs> it's it's oh seriously just a, just a moment of a uh, hello. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> it switches to his other ear. <laughs> I love the best part about that sequence, that, that one short little sequence, is that there's literally no reason for it aside from watching him torture himself. <laughs> it clearly made John Woot laugh. He just kind of did it. <laughs> Cause he just he just he picks up the phone. He's like, "Hello, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> God, what? God damn it! Not now. Click. He just, That's yeah, it." He says two words and then hangs it up. Like, there's no need for that scene. All right, Alex, uh, give me the next scene of that. Um. Oh shit. Where Today, are we at? Jesus, God, we give him one you fucking, fucking chance. Hurry up! Can we cut all this? Jesus Christ! <laughs> you guys are mean. <laughs> Boys are mean. Oh, what's wrong, um. Snowflake? You want special privilege? <laughs> Why don't you point your titties north and step on the gas? <laughs> so I think Alex admitted that was probably her favorite line of the movie. That is a very good line. Favorite line yes. of any movie that's ever that is, that that is that is the that is my second favorite line in the whole movie. Uh, the fact I that one looks like riffraff from Rocky Horror. I know. It's uh, so good. Does Jesse Ventura skull it? <laughs> All right, so yeah, they go to well, not they. Really, it's just Jean Claude Van Damme decides to do some private work. Goes to uh, a derelict building that apparently got burned down. They said, "Oh yeah, we found your father. He was burned down in a building." And he <laughs> finds the building. And it's like he was not burned down. There's a bullet hole right through his dog tag. And like, how convenient that they shot him through a dog tag. Like, okay. <laughs> anyway, he gets his. Oh ass no, you by. you forgot you forgot about the part with the with the dove. This what? is a John Woo movie. You can't oh, just yeah. breeze past the dove. Well, there's a whole lot of them, so go ahead. <laughs> no, the actual white, the part where he's like staring at the one dog tag that they that they recovered from her father's body, and he's like thinking, and he can't figure out what's so special about this goddamn dog tag, and a dove flies in front of his face all slow motion, and it lands on top of his dog tags. My God, there's only one dog tag. We need John Woo back in America. Yes, we do. <laughs> yeah, we really do. He Why is isn't he treasure. directing Lobo? Oh my god! Wouldn't that be so much better? I would. Yeah, I would, would absolutely. Yeah. I would absolutely watch John Woo directed Transformer movies. Hey, John Woo, you want to make a John Wick movie? Here's two hundred million dollars. <laughs> mm-hmm. John Woo. I just remembered no. when, when Chance Boudreau asked that <laughs> if her father named her after an insect. <laughs> yeah. so She's cool. like, what kind of name is Chance? And then he says something that I could not understand. My mother took one on me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's my backstory. My mama took one. 
That's it. That's all we need. It was borderline intelligible in any language. I'm pretty sure what he anyway. speaks, whatever his native language is, even then the people are like, you should go to America. This is the world record for fastest I've turned on subtitles in a movie. I got the one line, I was like, nope, nope, not today. Wow, really? <laughs> yeah, I honestly, Alex, we probably could have turned them on if they were at all enabled with the copy that I got. Also, oh God, it's between that, that having bad. to ride the volume between him mumbling and Cajun and then loud explosions and guitar <laughs> tones and that yeah. squeaking guitar every time he kicks someone. Which was fantastic. Uh, Take me back to the early 90s and let me live there forever. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, they're like, okay, let's you know, let's uh, keep this going here. Uh, I think this is a scene where we get the the severe beating of an innocent piano. Uh, oh my God! What Lance yeah. Henriksen, who I'm not going to call Emile Fouchon, uh, no. what he what he does to this piano is vaguely sexual. Alex, you and I have watched two of the Fifty Shades movies. I'm pretty sure he's a dom and the piano's a sub. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say it's a pretty. Uh... It's a pretty S and M heavy. Yeah. Scene so this is his red piano. room, and the way that he plays his piano is just his face during it. His face is just evil. And Alex asked me during the movie, he's like, "Do you think he's actually playing?" I was like, "No, his hands are falling along, but in reality, what they're playing is." He's just playing the Phantom of the Opera's organ. His skin on his face is just trying not to peel off to reveal the monster. <laughs> oh, he's gonna he's gonna be all red face from Captain America. I don't know what his real name is. <laughs> uh, actually, Chris, his name is the Red Skull, and he's a Hydra leader. Yeah. Hey, Alex, what's your favorite comic book? What? Oh, um, shit. Uh, it's definitely not a Marvel or DC one. Prove I do it. actually Goodbye. have one. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> our last ever episode, everybody. Yeah. So they we decided. Brands and synergy here. They well, I was it. I was gonna say my favorite my favorite comic book happens to be Johnny the Homicidal Maniac. So, oh uh, yeah, I love epic, wacky, random bacon of humor. Uh, Why did you ask her? <laughs> 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 asked her just to rub her face in it. I didn't know that she was gonna you say read that. One First comic thing I thought was, was like, oh, I'm gonna go life. all invaders that matter. Uh, <laughs> no, you read one comic book and then you look down on me anytime. Okay, so okay, Alex. It's just the first one I can like think a, of. Alex, Alex, Alex. We're gonna do kind of like a vocal harmony thing. I want you and Parker <laughs> to sing the Doom song while I talk about this next scene. So oh Vasu and Henriksen decide yeah, to laugh get it up, motherfucker. Hope you enjoyed Jurassic World too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm going to see it with him. That's what's gonna happen. Oh my no, god, it, you can be his ride so we can't get out of it. Oh, <laughs> drop off of the theater to watch Solo. She's just going to, like, wheel me into the theater in, like, that fucking uh, Silence of the Lambs gear. <laughs> just my arms crossed in front of me. Am I going to have to use my feminine wiles on you? Please don't. <laughs> Everyone knows What's my matter, weakness. baby brother? Don't Every you want to see young Lando Calarissi? Mom and dad oh will be home. God. Everyone knows my weaknesses. <laughs> so, uh... Anyway, so the people hunting business is getting up again, and I have to admit, I'm kind of on Jean-Claude Van Damme's side here, is like the more story means less slow motion spin kicks, Correct. and uh, so they get his one black friend, who probably <laughs> has a name, but we're going to call him the one black friend, and uh, he's, uh, what's his name, Willie C. Carpenter, Elijah Roper, something like that. I'm looking at the names here. They're all blending together. If your name is a Pick Van Cleef, then I can't tell which one you are. Uh, yeah, Chris, so. all those black names just run together. Yeah, loud and clear. Actually, Willie Carpenter played guard for the Jets, so. I'm not hearing anyway. this any longer. Well, his name was Willie Clone. Never mind. 
I was thinking of James Carpenter and Willie Colon, both guards for the Jets. Wow. So Small anyway, world, huh? so they meet at Thomas the Tank Engine site <laughs> and they give him a money belt, which is really just a fanny pack full of ten thousand dollars. They're like, if you make it to the river, the whole thing's yours. And this guy becomes awfully accepting of the fact. Like, if it, it takes a while to be like, oh bullshit, which I would be like, ten thousand dollars, I could use that. Then they kind of realize once they show off the uh, cars, there's like. Yeah, you're pretty much going to do it. And uh, you're like, $10,000, you can buy a whole lot. Get yourself cleaned up, get some nice clothes. I was like, uh, buy him a home, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps he could rent a studio apartment. <laughs> Every one of this movie is wearing a trench coat, and I'm so here for it. <laughs> Every single bad guy is wearing the best duster. Were you in the trench coat mafia in high school, Parker? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, someone's going to be real bad when they Google that one, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I almost feel guilty about bringing that up. So, uh, Usually yeah. you leave that stuff to me. So me that guy that guy gets killed. It's basically like an explanation of what the opening scene was. So They haunt him through a graveyard. Yeah. Maybe they could have done that at the beginning so we'd know what's going he, on. He, he um, manages to commandeer the gun from the guy who paid to who paid to uh, hunt him shoots the dude in the in the chest and then runs away without taking the gun that clearly still has bullets in it <laughs> I just wanted to ask you a question now about this whole subplot with them hunting humans yeah. have you ever seen surviving the game no but I saw the running man well, you see, the most dangerous game they hunt in that movie is Ice-T, and it stars Rudger Hauer and Gary Busey as people hunting Ice-T through the woods. So I'm just saying, look out for that one soon. Wait, why isn't brilliant. the game in there? The rapper? Triple H was busy. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Dare you try and trick me. I was going to say, I watched the 1932 version of the most dangerous game, and it was pretty good. I hate you. I hate uh, what you are. Everyone hates me. Uh... So, I, I'm just trying to get to the point where uh, uh, that the poor fat guy gets tortured again. <laughs> <laughs> so he's is, just is it, sitting there is getting that the, a massage. The massage, the massage parlor? <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, can we talk about, and I just know you've got a joke for this, Parker, or if you don't, I'll just follow up with my own. So he goes to, I guess, one of those like Thai massage parlors where it's like, the, I guess the special ending is implied. And... He's lying there getting a massage, and outside the place, it has a little sign that says, Kiki and her magic feet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Parker, I'll let you go first. No, 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 no. I was going to send this one to my sister. You can go ahead. Oh, okay. All right. I'm a, <laughs> you can go ahead and have that one, buddy. Okay, I was just going to say, I didn't know that they're teaching that gorilla how to sign with her feet now. Jesus God. <laughs> Who successfully taught this gorilla how to give a soapy massage? Oh. Can you imagine that whole fat, <laughs> fucking fat dude with a with a bum ear sitting out there and then he just gets a neuro massage from <laughs> Just the sound of his fucking fat ass on that squeaky air mattress. <laughs> just every single time that girl's like rubbing his shoulders, you just hear Right, well, the entire time. So. Maybe episode 33 will go to my sister. That's fine. <laughs> I'm so sorry. There's That's a... There's a oh, uh, shout yeah, out I mean, to Parker's sister. My, um, most of the other ones are unlistenable too because of my everything. <laughs> That's fine. Anyway, so uh, my good friend Chance Boudreaux takes over. <laughs> Chance 
Lance Boudreau. This is going to be another one where... Took me to teach this gorilla to suck on my dick without the feeling it's first. <laughs> so he takes over and fucking the fat guy calls him baby and then he like really hurts him in the t- torture chart. Anyway, so he finds out uh, where to go and everything like that and... Uh, uh, wait, then what happens after that? What happens after the massage uh, scene? Because I have a feeling I know what happens. Uh, uh, Alex, help me out. What happens next? Uh, um, Is this where the coroner goes to Lance Henderson's devil house where he's playing piano? Or did that come before? Oh, uh, that came before, I think. Whatever. We're going to jump to the to perhaps the most important scene of the movie. The fat guy is just sitting in his car, minding his <laughs> yes, own business. <laughs> and then, that's what I had. Yeah. And then... Pick, oh no! The the uh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, pick oh, Van Cleef <laughs> decides to come to him with a shotgun, just points at his head, and as soon as the shotgun barrel gets pointed to his head, I was just like, oh, thank you. I I could just watch this fat guy just get bullied throughout the entire movie. Parker and I Fucking would not have been along in high school. City. Oh my! <laughs> Please execute me like a pig. <laughs> 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 this movie is so much more violent than I thought it was going to be. Now, I will say this: one of the, I read a bunch of contemporary reviews because I kind of want to see how people thought about it uh, when it came out, and people said, "Oh yeah, it's way more violent than you would expect. This movie is just all violence. It uses violence to tell its story." Look, um, as someone who watched Lady Snowblood, this really isn't that violent. Uh, I've seen way more violent movies, you know, especially action movies, even from that same sort of era. So I, I, I don't know. I, I don't think the violence ever got to me. I never went like, oh, Jesus, you know? When I think of John Woo movies, I think of doves, not fat people getting their faces blown up by shotgun <laughs> at point blank range. The entire last 20 minutes is just Jean-Claude Van Damme somersaulting and shotgunning people. There's a whole lot of fire in that class, but we'll get to that. Anyway, that guy gets his brains painted all over the front windshield, much like Pulp Fiction, which would come out a year later. So Quentin Tarantino stole that scene from him. No, no, wait. Um, When did, wait, when did... uh, Pulp Fiction's 94, Hard Target's 93. No, 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 Jackie Brown. When did Jackie Brown come out? Oh, wasn't that 97? third one i don't remember what year though jackie brown's no, i thought jackie brown's 97 i bet dollars because because that's the same because that's the same general idea that part with uh de niro yeah jackie brown's 1997 <clears throat> oh yeah really wow yeah. Yeah. all right anyway <laughs> hey pull on my part yes i know i don't need any more compliments here so then mm-hmm. the uh our our trio uh shows up it's jean-claude van damme Yancey Butler and the black lady and uh, the black lady I don't know I don't like the way that I'm saying it the the black lady it's just I I don't know her name it's probably right here no point if you attempted to look up her name oh I have it's actually (laughs) sitting right in front of me and uh, I'm just like look at all of them and it's not something stupid like Nat Binder or Chance (laughs) Boudreaux or Pick Van Cleef or Uncle Doovie. <laughs> oh, Uncle Doovie is my hero. Uncle Doovie. <laughs> Sorry, there's two Uncle Doovie. They, they, they don't have the accent above the E. So it's probably something respectable like Mae Mitchell. Let's go with that. <laughs> so I was, oh, I almost called her Martha. So anyway. So Why did you say that name? <laughs> <laughs> I like how that name is a dog whistle. Oh, uh, it looks right here. Her name is uh, Black Police Lady. <laughs> wow, that's oh, John Boo and I are on like, the same wavelength. So, forward thinking. Uh, they come upon this guy like, oh, it looks like someone had some fun before us. And I was like, what were you planning to do to this poor guy? Damn, I wish I could have seen it. Anyway, uh, she gets... And then Yancey, Yancey Butler gets out of the car first. She's in the back. She's in the back seat where you keep criminals. 
and and Lady Cobb did not put her child locks on, so Yancey <laughs> Butler gets out of the car first to walk towards a vehicle in which someone has very clearly been murdered. Yeah, to get uh, out of the same car as Jean Claude Van Damme. Maybe she's you know, a prospective someone, detective. For she's someone been, with such terrified eyes, she sure has no sense of self-preservation. She spent the last twenty miles thinking about just opening the door and tucking and rolling. This Ronnie James Dio hair in his earring. <laughs> I love that part where they do this. They do the pan at the beginning across his features, and they they zoom in on his little gold hoop in his ear. So good. Oh, it's it's very 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 good. So this Tell begins. The if you're homeless, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, you could just sell it. Anyway, uh, at, at this point, the, one of the best action scenes in the movie commences. Uh, Martha Mitchell gets shot here, and uh, it's probably me, Mitchell. I don't know, and. <laughs> Uh, Yancey Butler it. and Jean-Claude Van Damme have to escape and it is a long drawn out escape and when I say drawn out it's actually really cool this is where the slow motion really gets into play here and uh, Alex and I kind of realized that some of the transitions are just like uh, it'll just be a freeze frame and I, I was thinking of this <laughs> yeah. the entire time I didn't say it. it's like geez the slow motion got so slow it just stopped <laughs> and it does this several times yeah freeze frame yep that's me He's trying. I honestly think he's trying to do some Hitchcockian shit for, uh, the, for these shots where where things like freeze. It reminds me of that scene in the birds at the gas station where they get the like reaction shot from Tippy Hedren and her and her head is moving incrementally in the direction of the fire. I'm That's what it reminds me of. The Parker. third time he spin kicked someone off a motorcycle, I did not think Hitchcock. But that's why you're here. Yeah, I um, meant the, fr- yeah. the freeze frames. You well, butt now faces. I'm I'm thinking of uh, now I'm thinking of Jean Claude Van Damme in pretty much any uh, Alfred Hitchcock movie. Can you imagine him in Vertigo? <laughs> oh, Can you imagine him in you're North going by to North dress up like Yipsy Butler. <laughs> I don't know why. I, again, I can't do his accent. I'm just doing uh, the one guy's friend from uh, from uh, Grand Theft Auto Four. Is like you want to see big American titties. <laughs> his best friend is his mother because she took a chance on me. That's why my name is. <laughs> when I was born, my mother took a chance, and that's why she called me Chance. Joke <laughs> <laughs> for three people, and oh. Alex is not one of them. <laughs> Correct. Would that ever stop me before? <laughs> okay, so uh, oh, what happens next? Uh, yeah, so oh, this comes to the surfing the motorcycle scene. <laughs> No, no, no. Before that is the part where he tells Yancey to control the motorcycle with ha- with her hands on either side of his hips while he stands up and sticks his ass in her face and shoots at dudes on the motorcycle. <laughs> and you can clearly pleasure, tell sir. that whoever the stunt lady was uh, could not see outside of his hips. <laughs> He's like, take control. And she's just like, oh, yeah, I'll just put my hands over here. I would be like, what? <laughs> I can't well, hear her. Yeah. You're moving too fast to be heard. Her, my- her, nose, her nose was... Just buried deep in Van Damme's swamp ass. Yeah. <laughs> his Louisiana swamp ass. Low key, one of my biggest laughs is when he takes his jacket off and he's wearing a denim shirt with the sleeves rolled up. That <laughs> fucking killed me. Because of course denim he is. on denim, kicking people off motorcycles. Where did denim on denim? Wasn't that a drill tweet or something? <laughs> he had uh, denim tattooed on his ass. July into the 4th of shit. <laughs> <laughs> These whole things smacks of gender. Buddy, they won't even let me fuck it. 
<laughs> okay, so uh, then they they go up to the top of this ramp and oh, they can't go any further because construction or whatever. I wouldn't pay attention. And then he's on top. He's like, okay, just get off here. I'm gonna go down and just. Yeah, I'm going to play chicken with him, man. He surfs on his motorcycle, jumps His motorcycle on... that is spewing gasoline. Yeah, it's it's probably ran out of gas a long time ago. He jumps on <laughs> top of their car, rolls on top of it, and somehow kills like all the people in there. This movie easily has the record for most times in notes. I just wrote, no way. <laughs> there's no possible no. way. When he looked down and it zoomed in on the leaking gas tank, like, no, there's no way. And he did. Wait, are you telling the me this was right not realistic? Blew them all to hell, and she somehow survived the massive mushroom cloud. Yeah, so I gotta tell you, as soon as he started surfing on that uh, motorcycle, I kept thinking that he was gonna turn back to be like, am I still going to get that $217? <laughs> At this point, I, I sound more like Boris Badenov whenever I do his first <laughs> part. Very, very strong appreciation for him uh, way overusing a pistol, killing all of the people in the car, Barreling off of the motorcycle when it implode when it when it hits with the um, the SUV and then shooting the SUV until it blows up with all of the already dead people inside. He shot the driver dead. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to leave any bodies. And he just <laughs> them all to hell. No yeah, and when he rolls off of that car and lands on his feet, I was like, oh my god! If he sticks the landing, and he didn't, I, dude, but... same. Like, yeah, well, we're not getting a take, too, so. And then he yeah. just rolled into it, fucking played it perfectly. Yeah, it was it was uh, kind of majestic. So, uh, what happens from here? Do they, is this where they go into the swamp? This is No, where... this, this is the part where they uh, jump off of the overpass onto the uh, train car full of pillows. That was very conveniently <laughs> underneath them. Oh, that's like that bag of mulch in that episode of BoJack Horseman. Yes. <laughs> Which we just watched. Guess what else? Um, we watched? And it's also the part where Lance Henriksen takes his his tiny super shotgun and aims on his thumb. Oh, like yeah. like his thumb is going to provide any kind of steadiness. Just to tell all you uh, prospective second rights supporters out there who decide to buy this mini shotgun. Uh, first of all, how'd you find it? Second of all, I want one. Third of all, do not support this with your thumb. This is a good way to get a broken thumb. <laughs> blow your fucking thumb off. Um, yeah. So, I guess now they're in the swamp, right? Oh, you better believe it. Okay, so, uh, uh yeah. They're, they're down there in the bayou. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, I should put on some Creedence Clearwater Revival. You just talk about the movie, guys. No, thanks. Oh. That's a hard pass for me. <laughs> I've seen a movie in the last five years, so I've heard their songs enough. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> I am so sick of Fortunate Son. Okay, just for Parker, I'll put on some ZZ Top and uh, no, wait, no, that's not the beat. Pantera. Uh, He's a big fan of Pantera, so we'll put on some. My Pantera. culture dirt, is not dirt, a costume, Chris. Respect women. What do you say? Oh, <laughs> uh, if you think we didn't plan that one out just psychically, <laughs> Alex. <laughs> oh, I felt man. it in my bones. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, they decide they're uh, going to go into the swamp, and Lance Henriksen yeah, this, is this... less than satisfied here. So he decides he'll form up a super team of a bunch of nerds, including one guy. That <laughs> a I bunch of rich on. fucking nerds. Uh, a very rich nerds who are like, okay, I'll pay seven hundred fifty thousand dollars to the guy who kills him, and. Uh, 
I kept focusing on the really big, fat, bearded guy with a Stetson hat. <laughs> that guy didn't even have a name. I was just like, that guy is one of your super tag team combo. Like, this Give me my reject from the Expendables. We need him. <laughs> oh, so they got the Undertaker. Yeah, make sure to he has the douchiest facial hair. And this comes up to, at some point, the snake scene. Alex, I will grant you oh, this, this kindness. Uh, oh. Tell me about the snake scene when they're when they're wa- when they're wandering around what is admittedly a beautiful looking forest and they and and Yancey stops and leans against a tree and she's so out of breath and tired because they've been wandering around the woods for a whole half hour and John Claude Van Damme walks up to her and says sexually do you trust me and she she says yes because what the fuck else is she gonna do she's in the middle of the Louisiana swamp. Anyway. How fast do you kill yourself if you're alone in the woods and she goes, do you trust me? <laughs> you just try and break your own neck. Yeah. At that um, point, you, you form up a stick man from Blair Witch. Sorry, we're off track. Go ahead. He tells her to close her eyes because, you know, that's not the end of your life right there. And you expect she the kiss coming. Her eyes you expect the kiss. And he... And she's got this. She's got this look on her face, like he's going to kiss me. And then suddenly, there's a snake next to her head, <laughs> a big rubbery fanged snake. And uh, yeah, then Van Dam grabs grabs the snake, drags it slowly across her across her shoulder, which is <laughs> emphasized by the fact that they slowed the film down for this. And then Yancey Butler's eyes open in the widest possible zero mustel look and grimace I've ever seen in my whole fucking life. It was unbelievable. <laughs> her, you told me like look at her eyes, and her eyes went like I'm pretty sure out of her <laughs> skull, like Looney Tunes esque. Well, it's especially funny because they added a sax bit behind it <laughs> so when her eyes open real when her eyes open real wide it went <laughs> like on the set of poltergeist and told her like hey those were real skeletons in there it was that reaction like fucking what, what <laughs> parker i i need you for like the image that you post on terribleblog.net for the uh for the podcast when you post it i need you to post that picture of just her eyes like that except i need you to put in the eyes from the mask <laughs> I have a different picture in mind that I'm looking Oh, I think you know exactly what I'm feeling. I, I frame it. I know exactly which one I want. So they go through the forest and uh, wait. No, you're not. You're not. Oh, man. Yeah, we're not done with the snake. Yeah, we're not, not done with the snake. Oh, that's okay. You're right. I, that is totally unacceptable on my part. I'm personally ashamed. Alex, please continue. He punches so the anyway. snake. <laughs> First, he smacks it on the forehead like it got an yeah, algebra question. Yeah, he smacks it on the wrong. head, and he the snake's little... like, "Fuck you, good sir!" And then he punches it in the head, and the snake's like, "Oh, I have been felled." My weak constitution. <laughs> <laughs> my weak snakely constitution. Ooh, and then he bites sinuses. off his. He bites off this giant rattle tail that this snake has no business having <laughs> Which, a rattle tail. By the tail, way, that's but... the best part. And you think, yeah. like, wait a second, is this going to pay off? Is this Chekhov's Rattler? And then <laughs> five seconds later. Which is really funny because when the snake falls from the tree to land on that dude and just viper him in the face, <laughs> it has a tail again. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> wait, are you saying this movie isn't realistic? Jesus, guys, come on. Oh so. my god, continuity, you guys! Anyway, so they go through the swap and... Uh, Vaslu, I've been calling him Anthony Vaslu. Turns out it's Arnold Vaslu. Personal disappointment. Yep. Pick Van Cleef and because <laughs> I'm not going to say Emil Fuchsholm, like I said, are, are hunting these guys. Fuchsholm. And one of them gets captured and 
get shot up because he got bit in the face by a rattlesnake, which, by the way, does not look like a fun way to go. No. By the way, I'm happy I turned subtitles on because you know when he's just stepping on that guy who got bit? Yeah. He's yelling, I'll fuck you, and then I'll eat you at the <laughs> dying man on the ground. Yeah, I yep. have to admit, I missed that part. Uh, I rewound it like, no, something must be wrong. I know I read it with my eyes, but there's no <laughs> way. What an incredible movie. Yeah, well. No, that's his that's his whole fucking bit. Have you guys seen The Marine with John Cena and uh um then the T1000? Oh, the movie that you said I look like John Cena in. Thanks yes. by the way. <laughs> um yeah, Robert Patrick in that movie just being the cruelest he can possibly be at random times totally totally reminds me of Lance Henriksen in Hard Target. Like there's no way that that Patrick didn't watch the the <laughs> the movie the night before they decided to start filming the marine like uh, there's no fucking uh, just a little recommendation to both of you if you want to go to the wikipedia entry for hard target and scroll down a bit has uh, the cast list right there look at the cast list and look to the right and you'll say i didn't know bernie sanders was in this turns out that's lance <laughs> hendrickson <laughs> yeah he is aged a lot. oh yeah. yeah yeah i did not know that he, he earned a saturn award for best supporting actor for this movie lance <laughs> henriksen will be in any horror movie if you're willing to pay him 200 dollars. as someone Aww. with my taste i've seen a lot of him now Aww. speaking of people who have been in much better works we go on <laughs> <laughs> the mummy to anyway. my actual favorite character in this movie because uh, at this point in the movie, you're like, all right, where do we go from here? No, Turns out you're going to Wilford Brimley She's like, where is he? Where has he <laughs> been? Because we saw his name in the credits. We haven't seen him yet. We go down to, to this rundown shack out of, I don't know, one of the Far Cry games. And uh, <laughs> we have, in all his mustache glory, Wilfred Brimley as Uncle Duvet. <laughs> this dude, Uncle Dubit. this this round little teddy bear of a man, uh, <laughs> making his moonshine. It looks like chemicals, and all his guns and shit all over the place, living his best life. Uh, he every movie has a heart to it. This movie has several hearts and several stomachs. <laughs> this man is at least three stomachs and two hearts. I feel like this is just how Wilford Brimley's been living since Obama got elected. <laughs> Come and get him! <laughs> just making moonshine and hiding and di and, and diabetes commercials. Oh yeah, that's that's how he Take pays for you know to get the hands. materials. <laughs> he went from the thing, perhaps the greatest movie of 1982, to this brewing insulin out here so the lift can't get it. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, so uh, so in this movie, Wilfred Brimley and Jean Claude Van Damme speak to each other in Cajun. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> End of sentence. Full stop. Right there. You guys are already going to go see it. We might as well put that at the very beginning of this uh, episode because that's <laughs> all you need is a lead in. As soon as that opening scene where Kurt Russell from The Thing is getting hunted down, and you see Anne Wilfred Brimley, like, automatic <laughs> five stars. Yeah. You don't know what he's showing up. But yeah, you know, it's gonna be spectacular. It, oh, it, it is more than spectacular. Again, I think it's the best part of the movie. He's got a bow and arrow, so he tells yeah. he tells Shaggy and a really you, really bad Cajun accent. Yeah, he gives him a very special shotgun, which has apparently not been used in decades because it's dusty as a motherfucker. And but it's chrome. So it's chrome cool. because of the future. Everything is chrome. This movie doesn't it's take place in the future. Shit. Why did I say that, Chris? Yeah, because I, I it's just, a SpongeBob quote. <laughs> It's cool I that just you're just negating it. the fact that he's dressed like Mario in that scene, by the way. <laughs> I was going to go for a Santa Claus reference. <laughs> I, I just love that, that he's like, I save your old 
shotgun and he because he sounds like Arnold Schwarzenegger and he throws the <laughs> he throws this chrome ass shotgun at him and he just cocks it somehow yeah even though it's been sitting Which up would in not the, be in the that easy I can decades. tell you from experience as someone who shot like a shotgun a shock keep NPC in a Fallout game yep so anyway uh he's like that's a reference well, it's a video game uh games are things that are played by men yeah, she are you fucking kidding me every once in a while she you watches her boyfriend uh, play video games so that's how wow. she gets her education when she should be cooking or cleaning anyway so he tells uh chance boudreaux to go out there and he well, might as well just say Every it. Jean-Claude it. Van Damme rides a horse. <laughs> <laughs> sort of. <laughs> yeah, it's not great, but... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, they, they vacate the premises. They is uh, Yancey Butler, who's still tagging along. She should just... Yeah, she's still around. Get a motel, reason. lock you the want, door. Here's my phone number. Just call me with whatever happens, guys. <laughs> I will give you the $217. <laughs> Here's 300 for your trouble. Please yeah. don't ever contact me again. <laughs> I'm sure you could resolve this better. So uh, she and uh, Uncle Duvet hide in the bushes <laughs> while Vaslu and Lance Henriksen and all their little friends look around at this little, I'm going to call it a chemical factory because it looks more like that than like a moonshine palace. Jesse, uh, we got to yeah. get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, apparently moonshineries look like meth labs. Yeah, so he shoots his bow and arrow, and it goes right past Lance Henriksen. Could have been just saved me a movie right there. Kill him. Blows up the place. So this is Wilfred Brimley with a bow and arrow. You're like, how could he get any better? He gets on a horse. <laughs> blowing, blowing up his personal domicile. Like, that's where he lives. I'm sure he's, he's got a trap house somewhere. Booby tracked for 15 years, just waiting for the feds to come in. I know. I could just imagine it being like, now I am safe. Yes. Now they will never bother In my head canon, this is the same Wilford Brimley as the Star Wars Ewok movies. He's just on indoor. He's fucking rigged and ready to go. He's you know, I think I noticed him in episode six. So my personal Ow. favorite shot of the entire movie is fucking Wilford Brimley as Uncle Duvet with a bow and arrow in his hand on a horse with his legs just splaying out to the side. Yeah. I don't know how tall he is, but in that scene, he looks about five foot four, looks all Rip Van Winkle looking head ass on this on this horse. Just <laughs> I know, he's so round. What if this movie ended with Jean-Claude Van Damme carrying him in a backpack like Yoda? <laughs> rolling Wilford Brimley on people. Yeah, the way he's just like on that horse trying to get it to go off screen. I can't control. I don't know how it works. Goodbye, folks. <laughs> I think he brought that horse from home. <laughs> he probably did. He does live on a ranch, which, oh, that poor horse. He just rode up the set. That poor shooting this stupid horse. horse. Uh, so, Chad's Boudreaux <laughs> finds an abandoned warehouse no, called the Mardi Gras Graveyard. Wait, what am I missing? The whole part with the helicopter. <laughs> the part the part where, where Vosloo is like... They left here maybe 10 or 15 minutes ago. They are on a horse. Okay, thanks. Oh, yeah, then he has and, a and lover's then, uh, quarrel and, and, with Lance and, um, uh, Lance Henriksen is like, all right, go get the helicopter, because they have a helicopter. Go get the helicopter and flush him out. I could take him out from the helicopter. Don't take him out, just flush him out. <laughs> like, don't, don't, do, don't do the easy thing here. He can't for come some reason. he kills him with his bare hands. Yeah, it's like, for some reason, I, I want to owe these guys money. <laughs> yeah, I... 
I don't fucking know. It'd be, it'd be good for business. I mean, if you if you don't kill him, it's just like, oh, then I just kind of got blackballed here. Anyway, sorry, blue balled. Time sorry, to move to ball. Transylvania. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about going to Europe, man. Can you imagine that? Dude, that Arnold Vos yeah. and Lance Henriksen having big gay sex at Dracula's castle. So Sign the next scene is in Mardi Gras graveyard. I think this is the part in the I think this is the part in the movie where um, Henriksen turns to Voslu and go and and says, uh, "Are you mad at me, Pick?" Like so softly and sweetly, like they're lovers, like they've been lovers for a long time. All and that was missing was a kiss on the chin. We'll discuss this accepted. at <laughs> Not in front of them. I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah. Just think, it's she, funny that I tell you not to do something. No, it's fine. Alex was like <laughs> squeezing my knee and calling it a beautiful love story. It was kind of weird. It, so <laughs> it the was. love story of our I time. Was yeah. Squeezing something. So this is kind of like that one it's boss battle in Resident Evil 4 where everything keeps getting lit on fire. It's in like kind <laughs> of an enclosed space. Sorry, I kept thinking about that the entire time. I really like that game. So wait, what are we? Oh, you mean the the the, the chief? With the centipede, with the centipede uh, spine. Yeah. Yeah, that was. That's a good. Yeah, point. those are looking part. Parker, Parker, it's, it's, it Parker it's from a video game. You wouldn't understand. So we move on. <laughs> first of all, my gamer score is much higher than yours. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Let's compare trophies first of all. Anyway, uh, there's a whole bunch of these Mardi Gras floats and statues. Uh, Parker, I think perhaps this is the seed that you want to use for the, uh, for the for the <laughs> screenshot. I mean, mine was going to be Warford Brimley on horseback. Oh, there was actually a giant explosion happened yes. behind I, oh the Oh, my God. I thought about yes. it. I was like, that, that was Wilford Brimley on horseback with the bow and arrow. His legs just splayed out there. But runner-up would probably be that giant cloud face. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> just like that slow zoom in on it. It was like, okay, John Woo, I get it. You understand me better than I understand All myself. Right, how's this Cajun movie going to end? Uh, a nightmare factory, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Why wouldn't it? <laughs> Why wouldn't there be doves in this hellhole? It's always Fat Tuesday in the Everglades. Oh, by the way, guys, speaking of, tomorrow is Mardi Gras, so uh, I am going mm-hmm. to celebrate by gaming. I'm not going to celebrate at all. I'm just going to be at home. Anyway, uh, so there's a really oh, wow. g- great conflict in this Jean-Claude Van Damme movie that I'm talking about instead of going out on my day off, and uh, Pick Van Cleef is finally killed. <sighs> They, My God, that's so you're you're skipping so much. I know. I, so I, at this ahead. point, Alex, you got to realize I am doing this on purpose. <laughs> that's why I, I gave you that little bit of silence. Can you please talk about the face-off shot that he reused? Oh yes, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Sorry, I did oh, say it wrong. It is the out. face off shot that he reused <laughs> I was gonna freak the fuck out if we skipped it <laughs> it was a really good scene you know it's like again that was the exact same shot I was just like oh hey I know what that is <laughs> two characters who have never interacted this entire movie getting the face off shot this is this is a movie that is uh, explicitly described as cool as hell <laughs> this is a cool guy movie. Yes. Quote Dan Riker. For for regular people who are normal. Uh, totally normal smooth brains. And, I mean intelligent people like at, me. At this point, Alex and I are both kind of putting our heads up to the movie like, okay, he's dead. Because Jean-Claude Van Damme believes very firmly that it takes at least five shots to kill each person. I mean, do you remember when he holds the gun upside down and he uses his finger to unload yes. the clip and then yes. kicks him in the face? Yeah, my <laughs> my brother would describe it as shooting the gun Australian style. <laughs> I I like I like when he he kicks he kicks like around a corner 
and kicks a dude and kicks a a dude in a motorcycle helmet in the head around a corner. Yeah, and he didn't even say heads up before he did it. He Uh, doesn't have to. It's implied. (laughs) Also, you're forgetting the part where Yancey Butler shoots a dude in the junk. I was getting to that. Like four or five times. And then and then Wilfred Brimley runs up and says, now look what you do. It's about give me this gun. Give me this gun. Okay. Yeah. It's just like (laughs) I I think Wilfred Brimley, all those broke character. He's just like, "Uh, I could have done that. <laughs> Where's just, the movie they're just start? So mad. They're so mad that a woman is protecting herself. <laughs> You're gonna hurt yourself, little lady. And he grabs a bow and arrow. <laughs> Do you think Yancey Butler even played Battletoads when it came out? Anyway, Do you think Yancey Butler has uh, ever recovered from the shoot. <laughs> I don't know. We looked up her filmography after this, and it was just like, how many Chupacabra movies? Oh. No, she was in much. one of the Lake Placid. No, movies. no, no, and she was in three Lake Placid movies. Hell three yeah, Lake Placid that. movies. And that would absolutely be my career. Yeah, it looks like it looks like movies three, four, and five. Death yeah. Race twenty fifty. Well, that's unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, not particularly great news for her. So. You can tell it's her because all you can see are the whites of her eyes. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, finally killed off Pick Van Cleef. I was just like, oh, I kind of hoped he wouldn't get killed. I know. I, I need that sequel tease. I need him coming back. I don't know if I like the fact that he called him Pick. <laughs> I just. I know he's I just stroking his face. Are you mad at me, Pick? At first, I was like, who? Because <laughs> they oh, never call him Pick at any other point in the game. <laughs> yeah. Also, when they're shooting, uh, or they're shooting at. Uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme this is a couple climaxes ago this is a movie with multiple climaxes <laughs> this movie's like really good sex uh, and when they're shooting that? at Jean-Claude Van Damme Parker you wouldn't know when it's gone uh, they're shooting at why him. do they you think it's one of my him. favorite movies don't be gross anyway so they keep <laughs> missing him it's very obvious that uh, the people who he has hired are not great with their firearms Oh my god, no. Yeah. <laughs> Got outwitted by this fucking idiot. Oh, that reminds me. So they're in this Mardi Gras graveyard, which one of my favorite series of words. And uh, everything <laughs> is on fire here, as we have mentioned. And so is Lance Hendrickson's uh, like coat. That was not in the script. It was not supposed to be on fire. So he just gets really annoyed and starts yelling and takes off his coat and continues the scene. That was all improvised. That's so incredible. That was so good. It's yeah. such a great angry man delivery as he's nearly burning to death. I kept wondering, it's like man, how did they do that stunt? It really looks like he's there. Uh, yeah, he really did that. He was just really annoyed that his coat was on fire. All one take. Yeah, he's just angry. He's just angry at the fire. He's not scared, he's not worried, he's just angry at the fire. (laughs) As the devil, fire is supposed to be his ally and he is furious (laughs) that he's been betrayed in this climax. Yeah, so (laughs) it takes some doing to kill Lance Henriksen. Usually in these movies... It's 18 like the, times. Yeah, it's like the, the big bureaucrat <laughs> in charge is like always a little overpowered. It's like, he's probably not that good with guns. Boy, this guy takes a licking and keeps on kicking. I mean, you would think after the somersault through the fire and the shotgun blast of the chest would kill him. Yeah. Like, nope. Uh, just keeps on going here. Not on your life. Yeah. Uh, I Like, you think he's dead, and then he murders Wilford Brimley. Or does he? Uh, well, yeah. you know, we'll get to that. Uh... Can I, I can I ask uh, a boon of both of you? Can I please talk mm. about the final kill, the final climax? Well, oh, as long as as long as you're not going to miss the part where he says to Yancey Butler, "Load me." The part where he he gets shot and he and everybody thinks he's dead and Yancey comes out like, "Chance, 
Chance! I have Wilfred Brimley. We're okay, Chance! Where are you? I can only imagine what your boyfriend's thinking right now. So, uh, Alex, should I have whispered in your ear at that point? Load me. <laughs> I'm going to do that the next time I hook up with a girl. I'm absolutely going to you know, just do it. Just see what, where it comes from. Maybe record the thing and put it on here as content. So There's a game I like ew. to play with horror movies called How Quickly Into a Movie Would I Kill Myself to Avoid It? The second Lance Henriksen says load me, I am killing myself. <laughs> I am breaking something and slitting my own throat. Yeah, exactly. At that point, you just refuse, so he puts the shell in your head. Please, uh, God, just execute me here. Yeah, just do it. Uh, anyway, so... He's been he Jean Claude Van Damme has been holding on to a grenade this whole time. Like, when's he going to use that grenade? <laughs> oh my like, god, I forgot. Are they going to do the, the uh, Are they going to do the ending of uh, Leon the Professional and just you know have a whole like denim jacket full of uh, grenades? <laughs> and no, he shoots this guy and shoots this guy and shoots this guy and harpoons him to the wall and then rolls a grenade. No, doesn't roll a grenade. He puts a grenade down this guy's pants and. I, I fucking love this scene. Seriously, I love it so much, and especially because John Woo did it on purpose. Is he's like, oh, well, I gotta get this grenade out of here. I gotta get this grenade out of here. It's like, boy, it's really long. You know, you know the grenade. Like, Why hasn't gone off yet? He he takes out the grenade and he pulls out the thing, so it'll take it out. So it won't explode. It's like, ah, oh, phew. Now I'm saying, oh, 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 and it's just like it ignites it anyway, <laughs> and it blows up. <laughs> His last line is. Oop! <laughs> that is, that is my favorite line of the movie. That so is the most Looney Tunes ass thing I've ever seen. I kept thinking the camera was going to cut back there, and his Daffy Duck bill was going to be on his forehead. Like at yep. one point, he shotguns him, and then he runs across the room and does a jump kick into him, and then he gets his ass beat with a flaming two by four, and then there's spin kicks. And then there's a grenade slash headbutt. Yeah, so... This movie <laughs> ends 47 times. <laughs> this guy is dead as shit. So, at this point, you kind of realize that the story really isn't that important. They're just kind of focusing on the action. Correct. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, they already solved the crime, like, an hour ago. What crime? Exactly. Her papa. Yeah. I, I kept forgetting... Her oh, yeah, her father. <laughs> something at this... Her papa. <laughs> I will find out what happened to your daddy. Uh, Turns out he's dead. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, they're oh, they have to check on Wilford Brimley, who, turns out, yeah. is not dead, spoilers. And uh, dead. It's like, oh, there is an even greater tragedy than the gumbo at the beginning of the movie. They shot my flask. Yeah. Then now credit. this, this yeah. real catastrophe. Yeah, nothing else. They it's don't so even kiss. They don't, yeah, they don't really kiss. Kind of reminds me of another great action movie, Mad Max Fury Road. Maybe you should look it up. Alex, I know you've never heard of it, but we kind of like it on the show. So <laughs> anyway, uh, this too movie. too feminist for me. On a scale of <laughs> 1 to 10, this movie is a 13 and a half. I know. 10 out of 5 stars. <laughs> one of the best movies I've ever seen. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's it's seriously top. It's, it's one of my top five. Watching like, it on TNT, favorites. you are missing something. Correct. But it does make me wish we still had the Sunday afternoon thing where you would just turn on basic cable and just stumble upon this or Demolition Man or something like that. Which is what USA Today used to do with... It's like, oh, let's see. I don't want to watch baseball. What's what's Wesley Snipes doing dressed like Beetlejuice? Oh, this is my next two and a half hours. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's (laughs) what the USA Network used to do with Con Air, and that ended up being my most watched movie of all time. For good reason. Yes. Are Are you making a Beetlejuice reference on purpose? Correct. Because okay, he's wearing black and white striped pants. Like oh, an no, that's because Glenn Shaddix is in Beetlejuice. Oh, yeah. Well, that 
Yeah. Oh yeah. How how could we forget? So <laughs> he's he's wonderful. He is a wonderful oh, metrosexual how, weirdo. How dare you try and have any input in this conversation? <laughs> I, shut you up. I, I wasn't uh, trying to do that. I'm just shitting on Glenn Shaddix at this point. I know it just comes so naturally. Yeah, I just like to amplify women's voices. So, Alex, you've talked enough. We're going to talk here. <laughs> Turn her microphone down. Yeah. Just a smidge more. <laughs> uh, if you could just go play Persona 3 with your boyfriend, that'd be great. Uh, no way to have some opinions. Alex, why have you watched this movie a baker's dozen times? Um, Because it's fucking brilliant. Are you kidding me? He was- punches a snake! <laughs> <laughs> when did it, Wait, I, a better question. When did you first see this movie? Uh, Don't care, Parker. When did you first see this movie? <laughs> Just kidding. Two, two, 2013. I was stoned out of my shit, and then he punched the snake, and I was like, "This is the next American classic." <laughs> did you know there's a hard target too? Because that's a thing that exists I for did some know reason. that there was I, one. Nope. I am mm-hmm. not going to seek that out. I think this nope. movie came to a very good close. But it has white guy karate star Scott Atkins, who will be your stuntman in any directed DVD martial arts movie. Or your Yay. lead, apparently. That's a thing that I know. Mm-hmm. My life is going well. <laughs> Look, if it doesn't have Lance Henriksen and, and Arnold Vosloo in it, I, I don't care. Oh, man, they're going to be the next Thelma and Louise. Oh, my God. They're so they're so beautiful. I, <laughs> Instead of I, going off the cliff, they I just wish, get shot in confetti. <laughs> I, wish that, I wish that gay marriage had been legal at the time so that they wouldn't have to go and shoot random homeless veterans to prove their to love to, to each other. So Exactly. Get a royale with cheese. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I I highly recommend this movie to young and old. Uh, I, you know what? I could I could probably show this to a kid and not be all that concerned, even with that harpoon through the throat. Be like, yeah, you know, that could happen. To <laughs> and the and the like three seconds of titties. Oh, that would I look away, son. <laughs> son, go get me a beer. Those. This, th- this is a talking is scene. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, did I get tricked into that a couple times? <laughs> I had some rewatches in my adult years that were very confusing. <laughs> Thanks, mom. <laughs> She's a good woman. Uh, so, w- was there anything bad about this movie besides the fact that there was a little too much story? It ended. Yeah, the fact that it ended. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Yancey Butler had too many lines. Uh, she talked. Ow, to- <laughs> come on. In my opinion, she wasn't afraid enough. <laughs> she could have stood to be more afraid. <laughs> I have to admit, if I had come, if I had got a couple more that zero Mistel eyes, I would have been in business. Oh All right, you guys, see, we're gonna extend the shoot by a month. Yes, good. Use that energy. Action. <laughs> <laughs> so, Parker, if you want to know exactly what I looked like when you told me that there were going to be three different Harley Quinn movies. <laughs> 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 oh, man, what should you call Jean-Claude Van Damme Dr. J though uh, nope nothing alright well yeah, sorry that joke <laughs> the end of that episode yeah anyway uh, I kept <laughs> thinking about myself it's just like I'm thinking about Popstar again uh, I'm not gay <laughs> but if you told me I had to gay marry uh, Wilfred Brimley in this movie I would say yes in a heartbeat absolutely it's, it's a real shotgun wedding that shit ain't a joke oh I really yeah. it's like any any of the major males you, you of which the there are in this four. Movie. Well, yeah. you, you would not be able to do Vazu or Henriksen. They are made for each other. They will not have That's anyone true. else. I yeah. will be their houseboy. That's fine. So You be their pool boy in yes. your little gold skivvies? Yeah. Uh-huh. 
I would be so present for that. Uh, Arnold Vosloo, the dragon from Wind Waker. <laughs> so next week we're watching Zeus and Roxanne. Nope. <laughs> Incorrect. <laughs> that girl's trying to steal my grant. Well, that's just not going to happen. That's no, twice. sir. <laughs> Alex, have you ever seen Zeus and Roxanne? Please say no, please say no. Please just say, say yes, no, just say yes. No, please say no. Don't do it. Maybe? <laughs> it's the movie where a dog falls in love with a dolphin. Also, Steve Gutenberg's in it. <laughs> oh, my God. Was he the dog oh. or the dolphin? Both. <laughs> Uh, so yeah I think we have pretty much exhausted our conversation on hard target which I have to admit better than I expected Uh, I wish it was a little bit longer but I have to admit all those talking scenes with story and stuff made my eyes glaze over Uh, (laughs) I I just want to know do you guys plan on uh, do you guys plan on watching any other Van Damme movies at any point soon? I, I don't know about soon, but at some point there's going to be one on the docket. There's going to be a slow point. If you're asking me if I want to watch Street Fighter or Bloodsport right now, oh. the answer is yes. Uh, what about Sudden Death? What about Time Cop? Let's do this. What about Enemies Closer? Okay. Ooh. What about, maybe not. What about Future <laughs> War? <laughs> that doesn't count. All right, so we're going to line okay. up all six Universal Soldier movies. So that was Jean-Claude Gosh Darn in it, but... <laughs> I've been I really... waiting... An yes. hour and a half. I love that episode. That's one of the best episodes of MST. <laughs> Time to go to the old Wikipedia page. Oh, <laughs> I, I do want to see Time Cop. I have not seen Time Cop. I, oh, buddy. I think I watched... You just penciled yourself wow. in for a good episode. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure I watched Bloodsport at some point. Now, you guys can oh, go Bloodsport. ahead. While you guys are doing that, your little Jean-Claude Jerkoff over there, next week should be Black Panther, right? Does Black Panther comes out this weekend, right? Yeah. Okay, good, because I'm sick and tired of hearing about it. It's just all this is like, oh, you know, new revolutionary. Well, I don't know. I just everyone get tune in for our exciting episode. I just get those who can't stand it. I just oh, no. Boy. I just get immediately suspicious of any movie that people just. It's, oh yeah, we all like. They it got like one bad review, <laughs> and people are just like, oh, how dare you give this movie a bad review? It broke new ground. Then again, I was burned on this when everyone said, oh, Get Out's really good. I was just like, oh, let's see it for my... Oh, okay, this is actually a masterpiece. <laughs> did, did you see, did you see the, uh, the whole crusade to um, bombard Rotten, Tomato with, Rotten Tomatoes with uh, bad reviews for Black Panther? I, the I trick don't to think that because, actually uh, worked, did it? <laughs> because alt-writers like, really hate this movie for it's, some it's, reason? It's sitting at a cool 99%, isn't it? <laughs> I, maybe, I don't know. I, I guess it would looked. be it would, it would show up in the audience reviews. And, Parker, to take something from you here, I don't know what would go wrong with my life to look at the audience reviews section on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> in my life, looked at an audience score for any movie. Like, oh, I, wow. I, only 60% I thought it was funny. The, like it. I, thought, I thought it was funny that the audience score for uh, Last Jedi was um, 53%. That is And then we did an episode, good. and one person hated it. One person was lukewarm, and one person was like, eh, I mean, I'll probably never watch it again. <laughs> Oops. Lukewarm. I, co- I can only imagine who that would be. You know, it had some good parts, Chris. No, no, Parker. I, Come to my house. Again, I, I, my quarrel is with the word lukewarm. His body was very cold after he died. Okay, that's funny that you think you could just <laughs> poke fun at the most beautiful, heart-wrenching moment in the entire franchise. <laughs> I love this voice that you're doing. I'm going to make you watch Time Cop. <laughs> I've heard good things about Time Cop. You know, you're I've never seen Robo. I was going to say, that's so not the worst I, thing I ever. Honestly... 
Did you say you never seen RoboCop? Uh, no, I was I a double feature. A different movie. <laughs> I was usually when I say something like, "Oh, I've never seen RoboCop," you'd be like, "Well, actually." <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I guess Black Panther next. I think that's fine. Um, so should we get Duo to be a special guest? Oh, oh my god! Oh my god! Just I, want him, I just want a possible. trip report from him of how disgusted he is with you. <laughs> <laughs> Would I say his name was Eric Kilbar? It would be like, well, first of all, he would be like, the movie is fine. This motherfucker got ranch on his fries. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> just leave. <laughs> you actually just know I'm do be a, in a theater full mayonnaise of is very tasty, and oh well, his call dropped. I'll be talking. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be talking about the bees on Sen. Oh, I just hope he calls you white bread for 45 minutes and leaves. <laughs> I hope he leaves you at that theater. And, like, he drives you there and just leaves. <laughs> I'm stranded in Baltimore for the second time. Hello? Hello? <laughs> I have money. I'll pay. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh. Get out the middle, rising up the pole There's gonna be some music and I'll 
All right, good. We finally stopped. So why no White Panther? Like, how far do we have to go with this? 